On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we discuss the Twitter drama. What? Not the Twitter drama. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we discuss Twitter drama, review the most recent preseason action, as well as predict the Bolts opening night roster. Stay tuned. Episode number one of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson, I'm your host, Chase Crawshaw, also co-host of the show. How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm here right now. I'm definitely here right now, but doing pretty good overall. Had, had a pretty solid weekend. Uh, we both took, in, Decent took part, weekend. Yeah, part, part in some festivities. And then, you know, the old hockey team that I work for off to a interesting start. But I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Man, uh, how many times did I butcher that intro? Oh, a lot. We have the new intro going on. We got some new intro music for season three. Um, but just to get it all together, I was struggling a bit tonight. But we're here now. It's worked out up to this point. So let's talk about the show. What are we going to be doing? We're going to be, like it said in the intro, talking some Twitter beef. Uh, we got a preseason game review to look at with the Tampa Bay Lightning and then Going to be predicting that opening night roster. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a good episode. Uh, let's start with the beef, Chase. Uh, you said don't call it beef. It might be a little clickbaity, but you know I'm, I'm throwing it out there anyways. Robin Lehner and the NHL, they're, uh, they're being friendly to each other, we can say. Yeah, it's, it's not beef because it's not like, you know. They're beefing. It's not like Jake Paul's going out there and calling out Conor McGregor. It's Robin Lehner calling out the NHL for their shit. And... What happened pretty much is Robin Leonard is making it very known that something that I think anybody who understands pro sports knows happens, but almost just kind of lets it happen, is that the NHL is giving out you know like prescription pills to players without them being prescribed. Um, so that they're giving out um, I can never say the full word, so I'm going to call them call them Benzies as is you know the straight something people will call it, but yeah they've been giving out Benzies and Ambient on the road. Uh, to, to players, which like you just can't do, like that, those are two pres- heavy prescription medications you got to give out. You can't just like hand them out as you please. So Robin Leonard's just kind of airing that dirty laundry and talking about some of the shit that goes on in the NHL, and it's stuff that like I, I know I know this happens in, in sports. I know this happens in pro sports. Um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big person who you know likes pushing pills. I don't like doctors that do that type of stuff. Um, and you know it's like. You just like you know what's happening. We don't know how much is happening, but when a player, you know, has to go out and say it, it probably happens a lot more than we really think it does. And an active player coming out and saying it means it's probably a bigger issue than we could ever imagine. And I haven't really kept too up to date with this certain situation, but I was reading out there that the NHL is gonna like do an interview, a sit down interview with Robin Lehner or something, and he tweeted out like, "I'm here, like I'm ready to do this interview or whatever." So. What's happening on that front? Like, from what I saw, I, I didn't read about, you know, all the pills and everything like that. And obviously, we know about Robin Laner's past and how he's overcome his demons and has, you know, become this excellent role model for a lot of people and a great player overall. I didn't hear about that at first, the pill part. So I thought, like, oh, he's just doing something for a documentary on. The NHL. So what is the case? Is it just an interview about like 
a specific situation or is there going to be like some type of video content that comes out of this? Who the hell knows? Um, because he tweeted this stuff out and then the NHL said that they wanted to do an interview with him. So I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a public interview. I think it's going to be private. I think it's more of a questioning than an interview. You know, it's more of like an interrogation. I can't imagine anything really comes out of this. Um, you know, pro sports organizations, uh, you know, like these big corporations like the NFL, the NHL, the the MLB, the NBA, everywhere around the world, you know, they, they've got a tendency of, of pushing, you know, sweeping stuff under the rug as long as, you know, they can benefit from it at the end of the day. This is something that they heavily benefit from, you know, without these players playing less games, uh, you know, it, they, they are just less available for the NHL to kind of market and play whatever. So they're, they're going to let this happen because let their guys stay on the ice, which is, you know, maybe not fair, but kind of is the reality. So I really don't think much is going to come out of this. I think they're saying they're going to do this, make it look like they're doing their due diligence, and then all of a sudden we're just going to hear nothing about it for a couple months. Now, there was one thing that you said in there that baffled me. You were talking uh, they're, they're good to sweep it under the rug because they'll make more money by marketing, and that's the thing that baffled me. When does the NHL ever market well? When does the NHL ever market their superstars? Tim Hortons markets the superstars of the NHL more than the NHL does itself. You know, they, they do, but like imagine, you know, how we were talking about, oh, the NHL's going to be boring with, with Austin Matthews missing the start of the year, possibly Sidney Crosby missing the start of the year, uh, Elias Patterson, Quinn Hughes not signed, Brady Kachuk not signed, like how boring that was going to be. Imagine midseason trade deadline playoff push. All of a sudden these guys can't play because they can't, you know, play all dubbed up on pain pills. And you're, you're missing your star players who are playing 24, 25 minutes a night, getting the shit beat out of them. It's going to, it's not going to be as easy for the NHL to market that. Like, it, it really isn't. So that's why they let this shit happen. Trust me, they're very well aware this happens. They're, they're actually, oh, this is news to us. We have no idea. It's like the cocaine problem from, um, I can't, I want to say maybe it was Victor Louv. Victor Louv. It was a Swede. Uh, was, I think it was with the Leafs. And then went back over to Sweden, did an interview talking about the NHL and how bad the cocaine problem is because it's one of the drugs that they don't really test for. Uh, so it's kind of the same thing where, like, the NHL, like, you know what, that we're, these players can do this because it's helping them, you know, stay on the ice. So what, what do we care? We, we know this happens. We're just pretending like it doesn't, though. And I feel like that's what's happening here. Yeah, and speaking of, you talked about in the beginning, um, the league was going to be born without Austin Matthews. Sidney Crosby was going to be out for a while. Quinn Hughes, Elias Pedersen not getting their deals. Did we talk about them getting their deals yet? I don't remember if we talked about it on the last Probably episode. Probably not, actually. Yeah. So why don't we bring that up? Because I see you two days ago, Sportsnet said they got their new contracts, and I know we recorded much longer than two days ago. So let's start with Elias Pedersen. Uh, the guy got a nice deal, uh, three years for 7.35 a year. I think it's a solid contract for the best player, the best playmaking forward at least on their team. Yeah, I mean – it is. He's their, he's their best player. He's better than Quinn Hughes right now, and Quinn Hughes is the only other one you can consider for that. So he is their best player. Very fair deal for Vancouver. Uh, it is just a bridge-type deal, so when it comes for his next payday, he'll have one year left of RFA. He can sign a short-term deal, become a UFA, or he can sign long-term and get paid, and I'm going to go with probably the second option. Uh, but, you know, he talked about at the end of the season he wants to play on a winning team, and who doesn't? People got all butthurt about yep. it, if you guys remember that. But, like, no shit he wants to win. He's playing hockey. He doesn't want to just sit there and make money. Hockey players want to win. They're not all about the money. So, you know, he wants to try to help build a team over there. 
Uh, so I, I got to imagine that he'll be there for the long haul after this contract. He'll get something else coming up. And then you got Quinn Hughes. He signs for six years at $7.85 million a year. Uh, a little bit more than Elias Pettersson, about half a million more. But he's locked down for three more years. So if for some reason the Vancouver Canucks can't create that uh, winning vibe, then Pettersson can get out quicker than Quinn Hughes. So what do you think about Quinn Hughes' deal? Hey, I got to say right off the bat, much better than like a darn on their deal. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have paid. I would have been willing to pay Quinn Hughes more money than that, to be honest. So the fact that's where they got him at, good, good for them. I think they bought a year or two of UFA status as well. So if you can do that in the process, then great. Then great. That's fantastic. I, I think it's a very good deal for Vancouver. I think um, that Benning did a pretty good job with both these contracts. You know, going into training camp, you feel a little more pressure to get stuff done, and so. I guess, you know, maybe both sides felt a little bit of pressure, so both sides cave a little bit and ended up, you know, being pretty fair contracts. So these guys are still getting paid pretty good money, especially compared to their peers, but they also could really be getting paid more money than they are. Yeah, absolutely, and that just takes more names off of the uh, restricted free agent market where we were worried. Well, are we actually going to see them on the ice? Are we not? Um, so it's great to see that we're going to have more superstars out there on the ice. It seems like, what, two weeks ago? maybe a little bit longer, three weeks ago, we were real nervous. We didn't have anything on these two players, didn't have anything on Kirill Kaprizov and a bunch of other players. So it's nice to see them get their deals and more players playing out there on the ice. 100%. We're still waiting on Brady Chuck too. So we'll see about that one. Is he the only RFA remaining? Um, The only one of note. I think okay. someone random else was RFA too that really doesn't have a chance. Okay. So... We'll see if that happens. Right now, it seems like Ottawa's too worried about going out and getting a competitive roster with Zach Sanford than it is actually looking to sign their young future players in Brady Kachuk. But Word. We've got uh, three games to look back on here, Chase. Uh, we did not look at the Thursday game because the episode came out on Thursday, and then we had two games over this past weekend. So let's get into the Thursday game. It was against the Nashville Predators. Wasn't a great showing by us, but we talk about it all the time. Preseason, not a big deal if you drop a game. And right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning really going prospect slash depth player forward in their lineups so they can see what guys will be those fringe players who actually make that starting lineup for opening night. Yeah, so, you know, full disclosure, we did not really see very much of these three games because we both had pretty busy you know a couple days over this time span but we will hit on them the best we can with the information that we do know and obviously what we can uh, read but yeah you know it's seems like a a solid you know fine effort based on the roster you know put on the ice you know when you're looking at you know the guys getting decent minutes you know ryan mcdonough he was able to get in the game alex clorin zach bogosian you know you got some nhlers there but anthony sorelli only plays 10 minutes our boy jack thompson you know he played 17 um, and I can't, I can't forget Sam Close in the lineup too, but there's a lot of young guys getting, getting better opportunities. There's no need to, you know, work guys in the preseason. Um, but it, it was just a little bit of a struggle, some of the game and that both Elliot and Mythkov struggled a bit, not really doing anything too special, but it's just preseason game number two on the season. It's not a big deal. Absolutely. And when we move to preseason game number three, we see more players that we'll see throughout the lineup, uh, during this whole season, we see the Andre Palat, Braden Point, Corey Perry, uh, Victor Hedman was in the game. But I think the thing that really shined on this game was the struggles in that for Carolina. 
Uh, they brought over Antti Ranta in the offseason here. And a goalie that looked really good with Arizona over the last two or so years really struggled in this one against, you know, like I said, there were some starters for us. But at the same time, Gabriel Fortier, he had a big game putting up a hat trick. Uh, his third goal coming on the shorthanded, uh, you know, penalty kill. So, I don't know. It, it seemed like Antti Ranta, his first game, really struggling. Yeah, and, you know, good, good for Fortier. Um, he, he's a guy who is, you know, he's an NHL prospect, not someone who's like a stud type guy by any means, but he could be he could be like a depth NHLer. So good for him for being able to show that. But, yeah, you know, Ranta's struggling a little bit. Not that worried going forward. I'm sure he'll be just fine and dandy. Uh, yeah, but if you look at the guys other than uh, Fortier, I mean, the points came from all the stars. Kucherov had three, Perry Maroon had two, Palat Point had three. So, I mean, really, it was just the stars scoring. Hugo Aldefelt, he faced 44 shots, made 39 saves. So the save percentage isn't unreal there. But, you know, making 39 saves in an NHL game is still pretty impressive for a guy who's far off from the NHL. So there, there was a better showing in this game, you know, a lot more that, that you like to see. Absolutely. And then Saturday night, we had... Yet another struggle bus of a game against the Nashville Predators. This one ending 6-1. to one. Not many stars here playing for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Gave the Headmans, the Stamkoses, the points. Gave them their rest. But we got to see exceptional player status. Sean Day, the guy I so badly want to see be a full-time NHLer. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't have a great game, and I don't think that's going to be happening. But I figured I'd mention it. 15 minutes dash two. No, he's not. He's not playing in the NHL. We, we, we know he's not playing in the NHL anytime soon. He, he's just not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. But, you know, th- this game kind of back down to earth uh, from the previous game. You know, as you mentioned, only one goal. Boris Kachuk, someone who we're going to talk about a little later on. Maybe he has a chance to make the team. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? But, you know, he, he got the lone goal for Tampa in this one. Matthew Joseph played some big minutes up front. You know, on the back end, Frederick Clayson's been getting some pretty good time throughout Training camp, he's you know got a real shot to make the roster, but I mean other than that, you know, from this game, there's like the guys have played more minutes. You know, like Ross Colton, he's he's locked for the roster. Um, you know, even even if you want to like look at you know Taylor Radish, he, he's got a chance to, to play you know play some games this year. And there really is not a whole lot to like talk about from this game because most of these guys don't aren't really going to be playing for Tampa this year. Right, and we talked about how that was going to be the case going forward with these preseason matchups. I do got to say, though, with the Nashville Predators, loved the roster they uh, put out there on the ice. Cody Glass, the newcomer, overcoming from Vegas. Uh, you love to see him on the ice for the Nashville Predators. Eli Tolvanen, a guy that you and I absolutely loved coming out of the draft. And, man, the year after, the season after he gets drafted, it looks like this kid might have been the best player in the draft. This kid looks like a steal. He's kind of slowed down a bit, slowed his progression. No, he's big time slowed down. So uh, I'd like to see him get into that next level of play. Uh, a guy who I think took that next level of play last year, Dante Fabro, a good defenseman for them as well. So a lot of good young players for Nashville that I think are kind of just underrated right now because Nashville is in such a weird position where they've got those uh older players that are making a little bit too much. And then they got some younger players who are kind of overshadowed at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, that's you know, a pretty good analysis of the roster. It's, you know, it's kind of how, how, how I'd word it. Thank too. you. I know I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Hey, we're going to look at the Tampa Bay or we're going to predict the Tampa Bay starting lineup when it comes to 
our very first game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, what is it? October 10th, 12th, 10th, 12th, 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 October 12th. We got the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we will be previewing, predicting what we think that lineup is going to look like. But before we do that, we got to go to a quick commercial break and shout out to our guys over at DraftKings. Hockey is back and the DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-knee-one-tee or a dirty deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any hockey game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. And Chase, I have to say, it feels so damn good to be talking about DraftKings and betting on hockey. We've been betting on football for a long time. Uh, betting on some baseball too. College football. But now hockey's back, and we're able to start betting on those games. So, so happy about that. Shout out our guys over at DraftKings. Yeah, I am not prepared to lose any more money in hockey than I yeah. did the last year. Last year, I I probably was just under even for hockey. I won my big money randomly off a of basketball parlay last year, and that's what's really helped me keep a positive on my gambling. But uh, you know, th- this year I'm I'm gonna have to be a little better on the hockey side. Hey, I gotta say, if you're putting money on the Tampa Bay Lightning, you're probably not gonna be losing too much. That's fair. That's All right, fair. well, let's hop into this prediction of the opening uh, lineup for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go over forwards? Do we want to go over, like, center specifically? Uh, what were your thoughts on everything? I'd say we just break down uh, the forwards and the D and then the goalie. And We should probably do goalie first because I think that's probably the most controversial aspect of this team. That's good we're point. not really sure, you know, what goaltender is going to be seeing the majority of the time in net. That's a good point. So we'll go from we'll go from the back end forward because um, you, you do bring up some some great points there. Um, you know, a little bit iffy on this one, but we are going to lean Andre Vasilevsky as the, as the starter with Brian Elliott as the backup. Very slightly, they yeah. went out in free agency, prioritized Brian Elliott, gave him a huge deal. So very shocked by this. Yeah, it, th- this might be a bold decision, but we'll see how how it pans out. Moving on to the D, right now. We're going seven. We're going 14 forwards, 70 and a goalie. It might have to be 13, seven and a goalie with um, cap space and stuff with the way LTIR and stuff is going to work out. So keep that in mind that, that it might have to be that way to start. But right now we're just going to go with 14, seven to fill up the roster. So 70 on the left side, Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, Mikhail Sergachev on the right side, Eric Kronaki, Ann Ruto, Cal Foot, and Zach Bogosian. I don't think there's really any surprises there. No, not too big of surprises. And I got to say, uh, I would be very interested to see if there's any new listeners on the show and they're hearing us talk about goalies and just start freaking out. That, that'd like, be really funny. <laughs> if, you, if you've been with us for a while, you know we were joking there and uh, we like a little sarcasm uh, between the two of us. So 
it would be great if there's anyone who just turned it off. They just raged. Yeah. Which, I, fair, I, but. I don't, I don't think it's very likely. Um, and before we move on to forwards, or, uh, yeah, before we move on to forwards, I want to mention two defensemen who are kind of on that bubble. Sean Day. Andre Suster and Frederick Clayson and Sean Day. are the two guys that are on the roster bubble. Brent Seabrooks on LTIR won't be playing for the Lightning, obviously. So those guys, if they carry eight, if there's a taxi squad, you know, don't be surprised to see them around there. And Schuster, we saw uh, a couple years back. Yep. He came over from, where was he playing recently? Russia? He was in China, but like okay. in, in the KHL, but yeah. he was playing for Cleveland Red Star. So there we go. We got him back, and uh, we might be able to have a nice little reunion with him showing up on the team. Yeah, we will see. And then up front, the 14 guys will just kind of. I'll read them left to right. Like these are just kind of like loose lines I put out there. Nothing really too concrete. So I'll just read them kind of top line going down. Oh, we got Andre Palat, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, Alex Kalorn, Anthony Sorelli, Nikita Kucherov, Ross Colton, Alex Barboulet, Taylor Radish, Patrick Maroon, Pierre Edward Bellamar, Corey Perry, Jamel Smith, and Matthew Joseph. So those 14 I feel pretty good about. Um, outside looking in, you know, Boris Kachuk is a guy who has a real opportunity to make this team. I wouldn't be surprised if he finds a way to. Uh, Gabriel Forte has played pretty solid in preseason. Maybe he can find a way. Remy Ely is very unlikely, but hell, who, who knows? Maybe it surprises. Antoine Moran, he's the one to look out for this year as, as a call-up. But I would say, really, it's just it's like these 14. And we've talked about how the Tampa Bay Lightning in the offseason lost a lot of um, really good depth pieces that they've had. The Blake Coleman's, Barkley Gaudreau's, Yanni Gord's. But when I'm looking at this roster overall, like these are all names that I think everyone knows. These are guys who have been on that fringe for a while now. Alex Barry-Boulay, Taylor Radish, uh, Joseph Matthew, Jamel Smith. Uh, then you got some more veteran guys like Corey Perry, Pierre-Edward Bolomar. Um, My question is, who do you think is going to step up the most and attempt to fill that Blake Coleman and Barkley Gaudreau role. I mean, it's going to be Taylor Radish, Matthew Joseph, Ross Colton, those three. Ross Colton is going to play a little more offensive version of it, but he's still going to be just kind of a work hard third third line middle six forward type guy, which is what those guys kind of were. Uh, Matthew Joseph, someone I think should get in line up more regularly. As of right now, I have him on the outside looking in, but I could easily see Taylor Radish, Corey Perry sliding out, maybe even P. Bellamar if there's any opportunity. But, you know, I'd, I'd really say it's going to be like those guys. And Yanni Gord, he was a good player for us, a very good middle six guy. And that was something we've talked about over the past two years, how good the depth scoring was. Not only did we have that elite scoring up top with Nikita Kucherov, Steven Samkos, Braden Point, but Yanni Gord was one of the main guys as well. Put up 36 points last year in only 56 games. Do we see a guy in this lineup that we're not too familiar with that could have a similar offensive impact? The one guy that could is Alex Barbule. I mean, he's really the only offensive threat that's an unknown at this point. You know, he's only had so many NHL games under his belt. He's clearly talented. Uh, you know, it was a good find as an undrafted free agent. He's got an opportunity to really carve out a nice role this team. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the top six, not, not even the third line center role if, if they need him. You know, he played some top some top line last year when, when he was doing um, some kind of injury filling duty. So, he can really fit in anywhere in the top nine in this lineup, which is what I like about his ability. He can play the center. He can play the wing. He's just a smart offensive player. Um, he won't be as sound defensively as Yanni Gord. It's, it's a hard thing to replace, but he can be someone that could, you know, maybe come close to replicating the offense. 
And then Braden Point, Anthony Sorelli, Nikita Kucherov, all guys that have hit their prime and have been firing on all cylinders. We saw it last year. We saw it in the playoffs. Steven Stamkos, the captain, has been a guy that we have been hemming and hawing about a little bit because he's not making too much money, but he's making a good chunk of change. And this is a guy who he's having injury problems. When he's on the ice, he's not producing at the level that we saw prior. Um, what are you expecting from Steven Samkos this year? Are we looking for that bounce back, or do you think that the prime Steven Samkos we know and love might be out the door at this point? I think he's still a key contributor. Um, healthy, as long as he stays healthy, that's the number thing we're looking for. Healthy, he, he will find a way to contribute. Top three in scoring is kind of the expectation here. Uh, Kutrov and Brain Point are going to be up there, but like Steven Samuels needs to be the next guy. If he's not and he's like four and someone else has like a breakout year, fine is what it is. That means Steven Samuels probably underwhelmed. So he, he really has to be a top three scorer on the team as long as he's healthy. Otherwise, you know, the, the decline will actually be in full effect. I don't think we're quite there yet. I really do have enough optimism in him this year, but I don't, I don't know. He's got three years left on this contract right now. He's probably not even worth eight and a half a year, but, like he, he had to pay him at the time. It was hundred percent contract. I, I get, but you know, after this season, that eight and a half is going to start looking a little rough. Would you say Steven Stamkos is the biggest question mark on the team? Or is there a different position slash player that you would put that label on? I don't want to call Steven Stamkos a question mark. Cause like he's still going to at worst be a very good top six forward for you right now. Yeah. Like, like, so that's not the question. mark. The question mark is just how elite is his ability still. So if you want to go that route, sure, that's great. But if I had to highlight something else, it would just be the bottom six in general. It's very young, very new, really. When you look at, so my we'll call my bottom eight names that we have here. So that's Colton, Barbelay, Radish, Maroon, Belmar, Perry, Smith, and Joseph. So those names there, you've got really three guys that were with the Lightning last year like a lot, and Matthew Joseph wasn't even always in the lineup. Ross Colton didn't get called up till partly through the year. You got some veterans in Corey Perry and uh, P.E. Bellamar and even Jamel Smith, but, like, there's still guys that are – or two guys new to the system. Jamel Smith was just, you know, up and down all year, all year long. So what are we going to see from this group? Who knows? It's going to be kind of figuring out which guys can gel, you know, better. I think that we're going to see some shuffling a little bit throughout the year, see what kind of really works. Um, but once that depth does get comfortable and, you know, gets firing, that's I mean that's what helped us be so dominant the last couple of years. And you talked about it, I think it was two years ago, that Anthony Sorelli was the breakout for this Tampa Bay roster. Do we have a breakout player right now coming into this season? Is there a guy you're looking at to take that next step in their career? The one I'm, I'm going to choose, it's not that he's going to necessarily be like a superstar this year by any means, but he's really going to take the jump and be an everyday NHLer, and that's Taylor Radish. He just... He brings something that this, this team doesn't have right now, and it is a combined ability of true offensive output as well as a physical defensive type game. He's He is that definition of, of, a, of a winger power forward. He's got a lot of ability. He's someone who, who's young. He was a second-round pick. He can find the back of the net. He'll, he'll play that tougher game. I, I like a lot of what Taylor Radish can do. He's just got to do it at the NHL level. I think he has an opportunity here. Um, you know, Right now, he's looking, you know probably bottom six looking up to the top six. But say things go awry a little bit, maybe Alex Kalorn moves down to the ranch, gets an opportunity with some better players. Maybe he finds back in the net a little more. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what this lineup looks like. That is our predictions.
going into game one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, anything else you want to say about this roster? Any questions that I missed that you wanted to hit on? This isn't going to be the roster at the end of the year. I keep that in mind. Like, there's gonna, there's bound to be moves. Contenders make moves all the time. Um, we're going to have to probably do something with the cap here too. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, you know, how long this roster would be the roster, I don't know. I, I would say probably a month, maybe two months, it'll be pretty similar to this. And then at that point, we'll, we'll start, you know, reevaluating needs that are a little more glaring and make some trades. And I think if there's anyone out there right now that's hearing what our prediction is for the roster and maybe isn't too excited about the team overall, uh, calm down. I mean, we got GMJB. So he's going to make all the right moves for the team, whether it be going out, making a trade, doing some salary, uh, maneuvering, whatever we have to do, he's going to get it done. He's done it over the past two years. Might as well put your faith in him this year as well. So that's it for this show. We want to talk about next show. We're going to be doing predictions when it comes to standings. What are the teams around us going to be looking like? Are we going to be the winner of the division? All of that and more. And then the following show, we're going to be doing award predictions, which uh, we have a lot of fun doing as well. And then the next episode, hockey started. We're already into our first couple of regular season games. So it's going to be a very good season three to come. So make sure you follow and stay up to date with us and everything like that. But we're going to move to hockey name of the day. Now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a lot of words. That is a name. <laughs> Let's go. Let's hear it. That Marco. I'm going to go with Marco as the first name. Jose is the number two. Now there's there's five here. So Marco, Marco, Jose, Antonio, uh, Magna Bosco, Aguirre. I get it. There's just so it, many. He's Italian, so you gotta get a little more. Marco, Marco, Marco. Marco. So Marco, Jose, Antonio. Here you go. Antonio. Antonio. Perfect. And then Magna Bosco. Magna Bosco. Manja Bosco. No, that's like Swedish. Nope. His name is Manja Bosco. And the last name is going to even be tough for me because it's like Spanish, French, Italian, mixed together. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's A Gire. I can't roll R, so this nah. was this was a, a trap <laughs> to start with. So so Marco Jose Antonio Manja Bosco Aguirre is a, an Italian forward who goes by the, the short named Marco Magna Bosco, Bosco, excuse me, if, if, that, if that's a little better for you. Thank that, gosh, yeah, I would much rather that. Yeah, imagine putting all that on the back of a jersey. Uh, but he's playing in the Italian League. He's a pretty good player. Um, he plays internationally for Italy. He played in the Olympic Game Qualifiers, played in the World Championship. So he got eight points in eight games right now in the Alps Hockey League. He's a solid guy, plays for Asiago, one of the better teams in Italy. Uh, 26 years old, 5'9", 168. Uh, awesome name. You know, I, I love these really, really long names. The fantastic. Marco, we're, we're, we're rooting for you over there in Italy. Can't wait to see you on the world stage. I got to ask you, do you know, like, where's the cutoff from his first name, last name, middle name? Like, do you know that? I would assume Marco Jose Antonio is the first name. And okay. then Manu Bosco Aguirre is the last name. Yeah. That's so many things to say. It is. That's so much. Yeah, I think that would make sense because our buddy Giuseppe, uh, he's Italian, um, dad straight out of Italy. Uh, he doesn't have a middle name. Word. 
And uh, by the way, most people, they don't have their middle name actually, you know, listed yeah. in their official title. So right. that would make sense to me, but that's going to do it for this episode. We are going to uh, have Chase lead you out with an outro and then we'll hear that new music. All right. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. You want to check us out on Patreon, support us that way. Really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast, it's at Bulls Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. With the Bulls Broadcast, with the Hockey Podcast Network, you know, we're, we're all gearing up for our new seasons. Uh, for us, it's season three. Some shows are just, you know, can do any continuous count, throw up to 100 and whatever. We've got some new shows, too, that'll be in their season one with, with the network. So, you know, make sure to support everybody, all, all our brothers, sisters in the network. So, you know, we're, we're pumping out content for you guys. We, we want to try to, you know, get more engagement and come out with as much content as we can this year. So if you guys could check out all the other shows in the network, we'd really appreciate it. If you can go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com, you can do that a little bit easier. Find all the podcasts right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, if you raise five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Ooh.